to practice. <laughs> this is Justin. And Teresa. You're listening to a Perfect Mess podcast. On today's episode. So that's I probably one of the best you. scenes in any horror movie. There was nothing redeeming about this movie. Oh, dude, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> like, the bloody body bag. Like, I was so fucking cool. All right, my friends. So continuing today on our little pop culture Halloween pop culture. tour. We did uh, Halloween movies. Today we are divulging into A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Justin made himself watch a couple sequels that yep. he didn't have to watch. I'm a I little figured proud. I'd go, I figured I'd go above and beyond. Yeah, I'm Because like surprised. I said, I've seen a handful of them, but I can't. In my mind, they're all jumbled into yeah. sequels. So we had originally said, when we decided to do this, we wanted to do the original and the remake. Mm-hmm. And then we decided again to throw us one of the better sequels in there also. Yeah. So Justin texted me the other day, and he couldn't remember if we were supposed to watch the Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was mm-hmm. like, we could do Nightmare, that's fine. And I kind of changed the movies on him. That's fine. Because he, originally we said we were going to do the original part three Dream Warriors and the remake. I detest the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. It is, I think it is a terrible movie. I think I, I, I did not want to watch it. So when he asked me that, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, listen, remember, we said we were going to do the original part three and New Nightmare, right? And he's like, okay. So I, I was really happy that I didn't have to watch the the, the remake because you would have gotten literally me just bullshitting and cursing everyone out for about an hour. And then I think it was Monday. I'm like, you know what I'll do? I'm going to watch all these goddamn movies. I'll do one a night and I will be super prepared. Uh, I am not surprised that you did not get through, including the remake, there's eight. I'm not surprised you didn't get through all eight. Well, Oh, well, okay, and there was, yeah, okay. A little so. bit of a family issue on the side. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, Justin's so. wife broke her foot, not like a big family issue. I feel like you I know, but you, the way that you said it, like you made it. Yeah, but know. now it seems interesting. Everybody wants to know what the family issue We don't. It's not anymore, Teresa. Oh, but, oh. Fucking gave oh, it away. Excuse me. You are excused. So I watched Fine. the original, of course. I watched the second one. Uh, the third one, Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. I... Got through half hour, 40 minutes of number four. I did the new nightmare, and then I got about maybe 20 minutes through the 2010 remake. So you did not touch part five, Dream Child? I did not touch part five, Dream Child. And you did not touch part six, Freddy's Dead? Correct. Okay. All right. I kind of, like, read through, like, the the plot summaries of all of the movies just to refresh myself because as I watched the movies, they slowly started to jumble together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Um, listen, there's a reason why I chose the movies I chose. Yeah, I noticed that. They're very different. They're very different, but they are also very, I want to say, true-ish to the original intent of Wes Craven, which I'll get into. Well, what was the original intent? Because I don't know what the original intent was. Well, when Wes Craven made A Nightmare on Elm Street, he did... First of all, he didn't want sequels. He wanted it to be one and done. I figured that. I figured that. That's why he apparently had a little bit of a disagreement with the studio about the ending of the first one. He wanted Freddy to be dead, and Mm -hmm. he wanted it to be over with. So, New Line, the production company, Dimensions, whatever the hell it was called... Every time they did a sequel, they tried to get Wes Craven on board, and he was basically like, fuck you, no. Except for part three. Okay. Part three, Wes Craven wrote a script, Mm -hmm. gave it to the production, gave it to the film company. Okay. They were basically like, F you, this is trash. Because he (laughs) wanted to, he wanted A Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy to be much darker and much scarier Mm -hmm. and not like a joke, which is like, it's what it, which is what Freddy became. Yeah. Freddy became a joke. You know, like no one was scared of him. Six year olds would watch this and be like, oh, my God, Freddy Krueger. It it became a joke. I guarantee you someone's listening to this, flipping the fuck out, screaming at like their phone or computer or whatever you're listening to this on, whether it be Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple something. I 
iPodcast? What is that? Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Screaming. Ready's not a joke. Ready's well, Freddy, an icon. Listen. I love me my 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 slasher movies and yeah. my pop icons. Freddy Freddy's a bit of a joke. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I've also noticed. I agree. Uh, that I I say not gonna lie a lot. You do. I do. Anyway. You do. So he wrote the script for part three. The studio trashed it. Let someone else rewrite it. Then he finally got on board and came back for New Nightmare in 1994, two years before Scream. New Nightmare is actually regarded as one of the best Nightmare on Elm Street sequels out of all of them. I can understand that. I can understand that. Yes. And, you know, we'll get into the, the hows and whys and nitty gritties in a little bit. But mm-hmm. So let's, let's get into the original. Nightmare sure. on Elm Street, 1984. We could not find this streaming free on any platform. I purchased it on Amazon Prime. Me too. Rent it on Amazon. You know what's annoying? If you Google like Nightmare on Elm Street free stream, it gives you Shutter, but Shutter must have lost the license. They did. Shutter had the license to a Nightmare on Elm Street and a few of the sequels, but literally maybe for only like three months. I would love to see a Joe Bob episode of a Nightmare on Elm Street. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know if he ever did any, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Intriguing. If he did, they took it. They took it down. So A Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, I have seen A Nightmare on Elm Street a gajillion times, but probably about, oh, God, six, seven, eight-ish years ago, they... So in New York City every year, they do a New York City horror festival, Mm -hmm. horror film festival. They showcase a lot of indie talents, but every festival, they do, like, a Lifetime Achievement Award. And one year, they gave it to Robert England. So me and my friends, Pam and George, decided we were going to go because they were doing a showing of A Nightmare on Elm Street, and then they were doing, like, a little public thing with Robert England. So I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street in the actual movies. That's cool. I cannot stress enough, if you ever get an option or a choice to see any of these movies in the movie theater, do it. (laughs) So much better. Like... I've seen the movie so many times. I can recite lines from it, but mm-hmm. I was afraid in the actual movie theater. Okay. So, you know, I went on a tangent. I go on a lot of tangents, too, I noticed. That's all right. Shit happens. That's the whole point. Okay. Right, I think the tangents are more fun than, well, what did you think of the movie? I know. It's true. Yeah. Listen, I was like, not, not to like throw shade or like throw shit, but I'm going to anyway. So I was listening to some other horror podcasts. Just, you know, like. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Dude, we're so much fucking better than most of them. I won't give names. How long were they? Um, they were about the length of the original episodes that we were doing. Believe it or not, like an hour and a half-ish. Okay. But that was for one movie, which I was for mind one blown. movie. I was, I was like, how can you sit and talk about a night one movie. for an hour and 45 minutes? You might as well watch the movie and give live commentary. Yes. Yes. So I was much. I was very I was like I don't I was like we're so much better than these yeah. people. It's whatever. Maybe we should get some corporate sponsors. Corpo. Hi 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 Shutter. Hi Shutter. Still haven't heard back by the way. Maybe I'll try to tweet Craig Engler again. Again. Um so Nightmare on Elm Street one. You wanna give the synopsis? Okay, nineteen eighty four about um, and the design. Of Freddy Krueger, well, and the inspiration okay. of said design. Slow down. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jesus. Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Wes Craven, Johnny Depp's first movie. Could have been Heather Langenkamp's first movie too. Maybe. I think so. I'm not really sure, but so there is a man, Freddy Krueger. Yep. Who basically stalks the children, teenagers of Elm Street, and kills them in their dreams. Yep. You find out during the movie that. Freddie was actually a child murderer and he killed lots of kids. So these parents banded together and killed him. I'm sorry, but the greater backstory of Freddy Krueger is just so dumb. It's just so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And then they kind of like tried to give you an even bigger backstory. The mother's a nun. Well, that doesn't come up until part three, though. Where the mom, like the mom is the nun and she gets raped by a hundred, a hundred maniacs, a thousand maniacs, something. Like they took turns. Yeah. Well, she was locked in an asylum. They could have taken turns. You never know. Um, 
So the movie starts out. Mm -hmm. You get some shots of Freddy with the glove, making the glove, and then you are in a dream with Tina, who is, like, the main character of the first half of the movie. Yep. Stalking her, this, that. The thing that I like about this movie is that Freddy was creepy, except for certain scenes, which I'll get into. Okay. There are scenes that I would remove from this movie to make it 100 times better. I agree, but I have a theory. Like, if they, now Halloween, they redid the sequels. Like, all right, all the sequels, they never happened. Here's Mm -hmm. a new sequel. I know how they can watch the previous previous sequels, make a new sequel, and it would be a thousand times better. I wouldn't watch all the sequels, though. I would. But I'll explain my... I would watch 4, 5, and 6. The trash. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain my crazy fan theory at the end. There were a lot of cool little details that I liked. I like how the movie starts and ends with a mysterious fog and the girls playing hopscotch. Mm. But they never really explain the girls playing hopscotch. Well, it's because he's a child murderer. Like, it's supposed to, like, represent... Symbolize? Yeah, like, the innocence, like... the innocence of children. Okay. That's why they're all dressed in white. And it's... Through the first few sequels, it's mm-hmm. a kind of a common theme, like yeah. a little girl, a little blonde girl in white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's... it's they try to keep her like, yeah. it's the same girl over Right, over it's because he was a child murderer. Yeah, I mean, allegedly. You, they never say... No, they said that he got let... It was let, a complicated... They said the judge he was got drunk. let go because somebody didn't sign something a judge in the was right drunk place. It was like a technicality. That would never happen. It could... Are you kidding? That would never happen. It could happen. Because of a signature? It could happen. Okay. There are technicalities that happen in I mean, the law world all the time. It's it's not like he wasn't right as Miranda writes and they had to let him go. That's for a but signature? But in the first one, he was a child murderer, and then mm-hmm. he kind of developed into like a child molester slash murderer. So. In the second one? I don't mean? know if it was in the second one. Was in in the, the remake, he was 100% a child molester. Yeah. Which... Uh, well, I can't say yeah because I turned it off. And minutes. in part, I, th- I feel like in part six, they alluded to the fact that he was a child molester as well. Mm-hmm. So, all right, tell me, what else did you like about this movie? There were some things that they did that have never been had never been done before at that time. Okay. Um, for example, there's the scene where Tina gets dragged up to a wall across the ceiling and she bleeds out all over the bed and that other dude. When she when she dies. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. That's probably one of the best scenes in any horror movie. I feel like... Any horror movie, that's probably one of the best top ten scenes. I don't... And I don't know if I'm confusing it with Jaws, but I feel like the the device that they rigged her to, to Mm -hmm. do that, she actually got hurt. That's Exorcist you're thinking of. But, uh, is it? Yep. I know in Jaws she got hurt, too, from that thing that dragged her back and forth. Exorcist, um, is it a scene where someone... Whip up and down? No. <laughs> that too. There's a scene where a chick gets thrown across the room. The mm. director told the guy to yank her a little harder than she was expecting, and she hurt her neck. Oh, that's nice. I also really enjoyed, though, the um, Johnny Depp's death scene. Mm-hmm. You know how they did that? How? So they built a room, okay? And they called it, like, the upside down or, like, the flip around room. And yeah, what yeah. they basically did was they turned the, the entire room was able to spin. That's cool. So they was spinned the room to get that illusion of oh. the blood coming up onto the ceiling. I thought they just remade the set but upside down. You no. know what I'm talking about? The right top. That's, see, shit like that you don't get anymore. Right, exactly. This, there's a scene where the stairs are melting as she's trying to escape. Yeah. That was, like... You can tell, all right, they didn't have the best technology for it. And, you know, it looks kind of fake. You can tell where the stair actually ends and where it's slime. But you get the sense of dread and the sense of, like, oh, shit, you're not going anywhere. Right. And they try to do that same thing in the sequel. I think it's New Nightmare. They did do that in New Nightmare. And I think sucked. that they did it in Dream Dream Warriors, too. One of the sequels, and it sucked. They definitely did it in New Nightmare. I, I had to chuckle. Okay. Um, it, Got a little silly where she sets like the home alone traps yeah. to get Freddy. Yeah. Like I said, there were some scenes that I would take out of this movie what to scenes? make Freddy still be darker and scarier. Mm-hmm. So there is a scene in. You know how you make him darker and scarier? 
You don't show them as much. Well, but that's the thing. They started off like that. Yep, you don't and show them And then they much. had these moments in the first one where they just full face showed them, and I was like, no. So, um, but do, 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 do. so one scene was, there's a scene, it's Tina's, I think, first, second, second nightmare. Mm-hmm. And Freddie comes out from behind like a fence and puts his fingers up and starts to cut his fingers off. I can do without that. Okay. There was another scene where he's on top of either Tina or Nancy and they rip his face off. It was just goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't agree. need it. I agree. I feel like if those would have come out, they would have kept Freddie much, much scarier. Yeah. Much scarier. It, it's just that doofiness. Yeah. That ruins. Freddy Krueger. And that's what they build on on all the sequels. Yes. And it's insane. Yes. You have this amazing premise. All you have to do is continue the story Mm -hmm. and you just shit on it. I also like how the real threat in the original movie is sleep. That's the threat. And the constant theme or the big struggle or the conflict is how are we going to stay awake to not get killed? Right. It's not so much the goofy Freddy Krueger, I'm going to get you character. It's them trying to figure out how they're how going to... How you cannot fall asleep. Yeah. Which, how would you even do that now? What I feel mean? like Because I feel like life is not the same as now, as then, right? Now, well, then, whatever. I mean... Like you. Okay, so a big thing in the movie is they, they drank coffee constantly. Yeah. Thinking that that would keep them up. Mm-hmm. You're the kind of person that could probably drink all that coffee and still go to sleep. But no matter what, after two, three days of no sleep, you're bound to crash. I right. don't care who you are. Um, did you ever hear the Russian sleep experiment? No. There was some experiment experiment with Soviet Russia where they tried to sleep deprive people for as long as they possibly could. And like they all went batshit crazy. Oh, okay. So you can only go so far without... Well, but that's actually comical because that kind of gets touched on in New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. About how, like, is she crazy? Is she not? Is the kid crazy? Is he not? What did you think of the end of the original? I don't mind it. I know that you don't like it, but I could see why Wes Craven wouldn't want it in there. And I could see why the studio fought to have it in there. I just feel like they did this ending and then they went nowhere with it. I agree. If they had expanded on it, like, how is he going to kill? Is he going to kill them again? Like, what? what is this? Has the entire thing just been a dream and this is still the dream? Yeah. They don't go into it. And they just have this wacky ending, the credits roll, and then you get the sequel, and it's like, well, what just happened? And they, they answer nothing. They answer nothing. I was also kind of, I don't like... So let's face facts. The best actor in this movie is John Saxon, who plays Nancy's father. Yeah. Heather Langenkamp is not a very good actress. Who did she play again? She played Nancy. Okay. She's not a very good actress, and I've seen her in a lot of things. I used to be obsessed with the TV show Just the Ten of Us. She was in that. She's she's not a, a decent actress. Johnny Depp was in it. Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp, but, you know, he had kind of like a little part. Yeah. John Saxon is the best actor of the entire movie. Mm -hmm. I wish that instead of giving Nancy's mother such a big part, because she was terrible, they would have had the father do that part also. That his intended victim was the mother. Because remember, towards the end, he smashes his hands through some window of a Uh door and he like snatches her up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he snatched Nancy up, not the mother. No, he kills the mother. He does kill the mother, but that's not who he snatched through the door. See, and I took it to be that Nancy was always the intended victim, as were the other kids, because they were, he knew, what's the worst thing that I could do to these parents? Let me kill their kids. Yeah. Because they're all like the nightmare, like the Elm Street kids, which is another reason why I think that part three is the best sequel. Okay. But we'll get into that. Um, I feel like the sound is kind of spot on for this movie, too. The sound? The sound. I'll be honest, nothing about the sound really stood out to me. See, Like I, the soundtrack, it was just, it serves its purpose, yeah. but I, I don't think it was as good as some of the other movies that we've seen. I think you would think differently if you've seen it in a movie theater. Yeah, probably. Because like I that. said, I've seen this so many times, but when I watch it in the movie theater... Those like like the finger scratching yeah. and those kind of sounds really freaked me out. 
Or maybe if you had like, I don't know, like a surround sound get up. True. Or any or anything. Um What'd you give this movie? I'd give this movie I would give it a nine. Yeah, that's what I gave it. Yeah. I, I think I think it's it's a good pop culture staple. Mm-hmm. I think that in the first movie, Freddie Freddie is a kind of frightening character, and I think I enjoyed the storyline. It was something that hadn't really been done at the time, and it's again, it's one of those really good, like it's Friday night, it's Halloween yeah. season. Let's sit around and and watch some stuff. I think this is a good movie to. I think you should watch it. It's worth paying to watch. Let's mm-hmm. let's clear that out. Um, if you're into horror Just movies, spilled whiskey on me. Damn it! Can't take you anywhere. Never spill whiskey. Uh, I think this is a good movie to compare some of the more obscure movies against. Like this is a good measuring stick. For yes. Some, like we've seen more obscure movies that I like better. But it's good to have something that everybody can relate to to compare it against. I feel like I understand why this is the measuring, not measuring stick, that's the wrong word. I understand why this would be a movie. Not even gold standard. standard. I understand why this would be a movie to get people into horror movies. Yeah, yeah, it's accessible. Right. So when this. It's scary, but everybody knows how goofy it is, so it's not too scary. When this movie came out, I was four. Did you watch it when you were four? I, I didn't, but there was one, maybe like a year, maybe like two or three years later, it was on TV, on cable. <clears throat> so I would, I would peek out and watch the movie. And the scene that I watched was in the high school when Nancy gets dragged in the body bag, mm-hmm. which is still one of, because of this, one of my favorite horror movie scenes of all time. Okay. And I remember being so afraid I went to sleep that night. I had nightmares about it. I woke up. I was like screaming. And my dad's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? And I'm like, dad, Freddy's dragging the... And he's like, did you watch that movie when I told... I was punished for like three days. And I just remember that specific scene, that body bag scene, her being drugged down the hole, all the blood behind her scared the crap out of me. It's one of, like, my earliest, like... I, I, I feel like I don't get scared about a lot of things, even yeah. when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Like, I could only name three things off the top of my head that scared me as a kid. It was that scene, the clown from Poltergeist. The clown from... Okay. And the entire 1990 Cape Fear Robert De Niro movie. Okay. That's it. <laughs> but I also remember that when I decided that I was going to become, like, a horror movie person, I told everybody about that body bag scene. I'm like, oh, dude, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> like, the bloody body bag. Like, I was so fucking cool. But I could see how a Nightmare on Elm Street could be somebody's segue yeah, into your horror drug. movies. Yes. Yes, it is, it is, it is, it is the, the marijuana of horror films. <laughs> so, so as the movie ends, Freddy comes back in the car. The fog rolls back in, and you see the girls doing the jump rope thing. Because it's made to seem like Nancy wakes up and everything was just a dream. Like, Johnny Depp is alive, Tina's alive, this other fucking guy who annoyed the crap out of me is alive, Mom is alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get into this car, and the top suddenly rolls down, yeah. and it's Freddy's sweater. Now, originally, every time before this that I've seen this movie, I really hate that ending. I really did. Okay. But when I watched it recently... I was said, what if, what if all of the victims that die are the 20 kids that he killed and they're stuck in this hell that Freddy's created for them where he just kills them over and over and over again. Intriguing. So we saw the movie, the people that die, die, and maybe they beat him sometimes. Great. But once that's done, you reset they lose memory, and then Freddy gets to kill them all over again. Hmm. So if I were to make some of these sequels, I would build on that. I would have the same characters. I would have them forget everything that happens. Imagine, like, uh, Evil Dead 2. Yes. Just kind of, like, redid it. Do something like that. Maybe Freddy kills them once or twice, and then one of the characters becomes self-aware that they're stuck in this eternal loop of this guy hunting us down and systematically killing us for joy. 
That would actually be really interesting. Yep, that I'd would be. I'd be on board for that. Yep, but here I am not making movies. Well, we could. I keep telling you this, so side note. I have a really good idea for a book, by the way. I'll tell you about it later. Okay, so side note. Um, since we're still somewhat semi kind of sort of in Corona land, I'm <clears> looking <throat> on Facebook right now, and they have face masks from the movie Clue. We should totally do a Clue movie episode because that movie's amazing. I do enjoy that movie. I want the Flames one. <laughs> The flames one? Flames on the side of my face. Oh. Breathing, breathing, heaving flames. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's really cool. I know. Listen, we should do an entire episode based on Tim Curry. Okay. I uh, fucking Tim love Tim Curry. Ugh. Sorry for that. Segway, segway. Okay, anyway, okay. So from part one, you get part two. I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't mind part two. Really? Because I had it in my head that these people were stuck in this eternal loop of okay. getting killed by this guy. And the new kid that they introduced that's, like, homophobic. Yeah. Kind of, sort of, in the closet. kind of obvious. Well, He's, there's a huge gay underground following to part two. There's an entire documentary on Shudder about it. I haven't watched it yet. I could see that. Yeah. But whatever. I, he, I'm like, all right, here's another one of the kids that he's killed, that he's stuck in this loop in the same house. Okay, that makes sense. It opens up with the fog and the two girls. All right, mm -hmm. here we go. Another loop of, you know, Freddy killing these people. I, I didn't think it was that bad from that perspective. Okay. I, I Did I enjoy it? No. Would I recommend that you watch it? No. I just feel like if I would have been a fan of... The, like, if I would have been old enough to watch the first movie in the movie theater or whatever, and then, like, you get so hyped up for the sequel, and then I saw part two, I would be like, what what, what the fuck was... This? What, what was this? It's mm -hmm. like Scream. Like, the Scream series. Yeah. So I was so excited for Scream. I saw it in the movies, like, five times. Like, the second one was such a big deal... My friends and I saw it opening weekend, and I was like, this sucks. The best part of Freddy's revenge is when Freddy cuts himself out of the guy. Yeah. That's the best part of the entire movie, honestly. I feel like the movies also slowly evolved into kind of like, all right, how can Freddy kill this person, or how can Freddy kill that person? Yes, and the killings got really... Wonky. It was super wonky. Just over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. Over. Right. And I don't think that, like, in part two, he was one of the original Elm Street kids. They didn't mention it? I think it's just that he was living in Nancy's house. Yeah, it's not a great movie. Which is why I like part three. So let's get into part three. In Go part three, those kids, even the ones in, like, the psych center, and I'll give you a recap in a second, they're all Elm Street kids, this apparently. So in part three, you have Patricia, Patricia Arquette, first movie ever. And she is obviously right from the get-go having nightmares with Freddy. She has a nightmare, and he slashes her arm, but it looks like she tried to kill herself. Mm -hmm. She ends up in a psychiatric sleep clinic kind of place yep. with other <clears throat> kids. Heather Langenkamp returns, and she's kind of one of the doctors slash counselors in this place. Still having issues and nightmares, she takes some kind of experimental drug... I liked that this touched back so much onto the original. It's a better sequel. This, it's in a, my honest opinion... It's a better opinion, continuation of the story, yes. In my honest opinion, this is the best sequel out of the entire franchise. I could see that. A hundred percent. Above New Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, okay. In my opinion. Um, they spent a lot of money. I looked into this. They spent a lot of money on special effects for this movie. Did they really? They did. Okay. They did. I think that they said a good majority of the budget went to special effects. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I was I was Googling and I uh, screenshotted some things that I want to bring up. But I think that a lot of them are mostly. No, some of them, a lot of them are for New Nightmare. Honestly. OK. What is this? Oh, OK. So apparently Freddy's glove like retracted. Like, when, when, when they were filming. Obviously, they're not going to use actual knives. So, like, when he would pretend to stab somebody, the um, knives would retract. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. So, the guy, Will, who's in the wheelchair, when they had his death scene, 
they didn't retract enough, and he actually got stabbed. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. He got, he got, he got. Did they use that cut? Or I that don't, tape? I don't know. It didn't they say. They, it didn't say if they used that, but the other thing that I really, I enjoyed the special effects in this movie. One of my favorite things about this movie is the Freddy worm. That was pretty cool. That was cool. I did like that. I loved, and they built. That was really cool. A giant, giant Freddy worm, worm that was really to cool. throw Patricia Arquette into. I I didn't get the super the superpowers that they had. Yeah. That was a little cheesy. Like so they they do like a hypnosis session yeah. where they all go under hypnosis, so now they're all dreaming. So they come out in their dream with superpowers. Like the kid in the wheelchair can walk. The drug addict is like a badass. Yeah. Um, the one kid has. He's like super strong. Yeah, like super. So, P.S., that, that guy. Um, what was his name? I think his name was Kincaid in the movie. I don't remember. He got that part because he cursed out one of the producers or like casting people. Apparently, the day that he went for his casting call, and I'm going to try to say the story the right way. It was pouring rain out. Mm-hmm. He was stuck in the rain, so he's soaking wet. He goes in, and they either told him that it was the wrong time or it was canceled or something, and he was so pissed off that he cursed the people out. Okay. And that's why they hired him. Because he did a good job cursing them out? Because he cursed them out. Interesting. And I guess that they were, like, for, but for that character, I could see that. Yeah, it works. That's yeah. what you need. Another one of my favorite scenes is the, I can't remember the kid's name, um... With the kid that he made the puppet, the death oh, scene the one, where he had the him as sleepwalking the puppet. kid, yeah, the sleepwalking kid, yeah, that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that because I liked the I, I I just liked how they did it. Here's what I didn't like though. Usually, when Freddy does something to somebody in their dreams, it carries over into the real real world. So like, you so, get slashed, right? You actually get slashed. So why didn't people see him like? Why that? didn't his veins and arteries really get pulled out? Okay. I could see like, that. That that bothered me. I don't know why that bothered me so much, but I was like, you kind of fucked that up. One of Freddie's most famous quotes, yep. which is welcome to primetime, bitch, mm-hmm. was cut out of this movie. Like you only like you've seen it on random clips. It was it was it wasn't actually in the he movie. He does there's a lot of like violent language. Well, yeah. In these movies that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I feel like, though, in, in part three, they semi-kind of... They walked that line between we're going to yeah. keep Freddy scary and we're going to keep him cheesy. But by making him scary, that's built up the cheesiness, though. Because he wasn't... Like, the worm was cool, yes. But everything else was like, eh. But if... You would understand more what I'm saying if you saw four, five, and six. Okay. Honestly. Um, like, what? I feel like the scene where he killed the girl by picking her up out of the TV and, and like that to me was cheesy. Mm-hmm. And that to me is more of like a four, five, six kind of situation. What are the odds that all those kids would be in the same place? Yeah, I thought of that. You too. know what I mean? I thought of that, too. And what that is the odds that stretch. they were all in the same place, but none of them knew each other? Yeah. They didn't know each other. Yeah, that, Nancy that... didn't know them. When Patricia Arquette, what was her name? Kristen. When Kristen came in, she didn't know any of them. It was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But I liked that they attempted to keep it connected to the first movie. Mm-hmm. This, by far, I think, is, is the strongest sequel out of all of them. Here's my other question. You lock a guy in a room and set him on fire. Why would you take his bones and put it in the trunk of a car? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Serious question. I <laughs> Uh, but those, at least those scenes were kind of cool. The effects that they used in the junkyard were kind of cool. How the, I could have done the with cars the, like thrashed about. I could have done with the entire without the entire junkyard whole entire part. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I struggled to connect those dots. It, to it the added rest of the nothing movie. to the movie. But I liked that they connected that to the beginning of part four because mm-hmm. that's the, really the only connection. Between two movies that has been made in, in, in any sequel. Yeah. You know, part four opens up one of the, the kids, I think it was Kincaid, yeah. is in a nightmare in that junkyard and he sees Freddy come back. So I appreciated that instead of like the random, oh, hey, guess what? Freddy's not dead. He's actually still here. Yeah, but when you watch part four, it's like these fucking kids again. 
I did not like like usually you want to vote you want to root for the protagonist. I did not like any annoying. of these. The only kid yeah. that I liked is the one that couldn't talk. Joey. The one that like wanted to have sex with the girl. I, I through so his, I was watching through his um, through the waterbed through the water. That's not even how waterbeds are. I know it's not one giant bubble of water. But when I was watching part three, and there was Joey's scene, I was like, "Oh, Justin's gonna be happy. He got boobies." Yeah, finally. Because <laughs> there really is no like overly gratuitous sex or anything no. in any of these Nightmare on Elm Street movies. But um, but see, I could understand why they opened up with those kids in part four because those were quote unquote the the Elm Street kids, Lonely Joey, Kincaid, and Kristen. All right. But I hated how then it jumped the shark and oh, guess what? There's all these other kids now. So and there's a, just gonna go there's a dream warrior. There's a dream warrior. There's the dream warrior. I think that's when I turned it off. Like, no, you didn't turn it off with the cockroach scene. Did I get to the cockroach scene? When he when so you know how there's the girl then she's like the like the bodybuilder. Yeah. And she has a nightmare, and in the nightmare, she turns into a cockroach, and Freddy kills her by squeezing the cockroach. The I forget one. I, I, I don't even know if I was paying that close of attention to it, to part four, because I, I did not enjoy that movie. At I all. used to not mind, like, four, I don't hate them. They're good for what they are. You know, like, I enjoyed the part where he is in, I don't remember the main girl's name. Who becomes the main girl? I don't remember her name, but she's there in like a pizza parlor. Okay. And Freddie is in there, and there's a pizza with all, and the meatballs on the pizza are the faces of all of the <laughs> dead kids, and they're like talking and screaming. And he plucks out her brother and eats it. <laughs> I always really enjoyed that. But then, like, one kid, one, the girl dies as a cockroach, and the other one has asthma. So, like, Freddie French kisses her to death, which that she got hurt during that mm. part, too, if I remember correctly. I remember that part. Yeah. And then at the... Oh, Alice! Her name was Alice. She becomes like the dream warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And puts on something from every person that yep. has yeah, died yeah, yeah. I remember and that. beats I remember up that. Freddy. The karate guy? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So right, in so part five... Well, let's go back to three. Okay, let's go back to three. Um, what would you rate this? Should you watch it? Where did you watch it? And is it worth paying for? I would rate it a seven. If you are going to watch any sequel of this franchise, I would watch this one. Okay. I would pay for it, honestly. Mm -hmm. I would not pay more than probably like $10 for it, though. Where are you renting things online for $10? Well, no, I didn't rent it. I bought it. I'm crazy like that. I bought okay. it. I bought it. Anyway. A hard copy or like you no, bought on like digital. on Amazon? No, no, listen. I have it. Okay. So, okay. So I remember I, you said you were doing this. I have it on VHS. Okay. And I have it on DVD. You have it on DVD. And I'm pretty sure that I have it on Blu-ray because I think I bought like a Freddy pack. But now I'm getting everything digital because that's the age that we live in. Correct. So I bought it on digital. The first... There's movies that we've watched that I have on DVD and Blu-ray that I've like rented on Amazon just because I don't feel like taking them out. True story. Yeah. True story. Um... The first time that... Oh, God. When was the first time I watched this? I was definitely a teenager. I was definitely a teenager. But I feel like I watched parts four and five before I saw this one. Okay. So in one episode, I think it was the... I don't know if it was the shark episode or the Halloween episode. I talked about that store, The Incredible Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the shark episode. It was the shark episode. I remember going into the Incredible Universe, and they had all the Freddy sequels. Every time your father walks out, he has a TV. He's got a TV. They had all the Freddy sequels on VHS, and they were on oh. sale for like $6 a videotape, and I bought all of them. <laughs> I walked out. My dad, we were waiting online. My dad's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, dude, the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels, they're $6 each. And he's like, okay. Hmm. I bought all of the sequels. I... I I don't remember the actual time that I saw it, though. I feel like it's one of the later sequels I saw. Like, I remember when I saw Port, Part 4. I remember when I saw Part 5. I don't really remember when I saw this one. But it's one of my favorite sequels out of the <clears> entire <throat> bunch. So before I say what I think, I'd like to everybody take a deep breath. I'll tell you that everything's going to be okay. And it's okay for Justin's us to disagree. about to, to piss disagree. me off. He's about to piss me off. I did not enjoy this movie. Really? I would not recommend to watch it. I would not recommend to pay to watch it. I gave this a 5 out of 12. 
I thought the effects were cool. They did a very good job with the effects. However, the story's a bit of a stretch, the way they connected the characters. I did not like the characters, and I think this is where they turned Freddy... They turned Freddy into a joke in two, but it's it starts to be like the same shit over and over again. I could I I can see that argument. I can see that argument. I would probably give this a seven. Okay. What did you give the first one? A nine? I think I said a nine. Yeah, yeah, nine. But I am thinking more in the grand scheme of the entire franchise. Okay. And you still have not really sat through and watched all of the other sequels that I remember. I feel like if you were to right now sit down and watch all of the other sequels, you would rate this much higher. Okay. Knowing the other sequels. It's fair. So that just means the other sequels are even worse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so part four we talked about. Part five is called The Dream Child. So in the beginning of part five, Alice and the jock from part four, I think his name was Dan, mm-hmm. now their boyfriend, girlfriend, Alice gets pregnant. Freddie randomly start to come back. Nobody through the kid. Yes, no one understands. I think I read the summary and I was like, "There's no way I could sit through this." And it ends up that Freddie is using the baby's dreams to get through everyone else. The death scenes in part five are absolutely ridiculous. One guy turns into a video game character. Um, one girl in the movie is a model, so he like straps her into like a high chair and force feeds her to death. Ridiculous. Mm Part six is supposed to be billed as Freddy's dead. It was supposed to be the end of the franchise. Yes. The main character in part six ends up being Freddy Krueger's daughter. You never knew about. Yes. She works in a, like, I don't know if it was like a psych ward or like a home for like homeless kids, whatever. And these kids are being attacked by Freddy. This movie was actually in 3D. Whoa. Which was pretty crazy. Did you watch it in 3D with the glasses? I did. And Freddy comes at you. I did. Freddy comes at you. I bought it, when I bought it on videotape, it came <laughs> with. joke. It came with the glass, or maybe it was on DVD, but it came with 3D glasses. I get offended by these stupid fucking sequels. Like, these studios think I'm so dumb that I'm just going to gladly accept the stupid shit they, they just re, like they continue just force down my throat. I was so, like, they, I get so mad when they have a good premise and they shit on it. But because this... I, I looked at the time frame that these movies came out, and it's like maybe a two year gap between most of them. Because the thing was uh, the same In the thing. In the 80s, you crank these fucking things out. And that out. was it. The same if thing. If you don't with... like it, wait right. next year. The same thing with the Friday the 13th and the Child's Play. Yeah. They made money. So they wanted to just churn them out as quick these fucking as things they out. could. Because they you don't made like it, too money. bad, you already paid. Then that's the thing. Like, people just kept going to see them. Yeah. You know? But at the end of part six, Freddy is supposed to be dead. And then, kids, we get a new, new nightmare. nightmare. Wes Craven returns. He is seen in the horror movie world at that time as the prodigal child of the Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> series. No, you don't understand. I remember... When this movie came out, okay, it was a big deal for horror movie people. Wes Craven was coming back to the franchise. He was coming back to make Freddy what it was always supposed to be. This sequel is one of the most, I, I want to say, critically acclaimed sequels of all of them. I could see that. Honestly. So, 1994. Break the fourth wall. Knock yes. the fourth wall completely down. I appreciated that. Yes. Heather Langenkamp comes back. John Saxon comes back. As themselves. As themselves. Robert England is in there as himself. Wes Craven is in there as himself. And Wes Craven, right from the get-go, wanted to make a lot of changes to Freddy. Mm-hmm. So if you notice, in New Nightmare, Freddy is not wearing a glove. His knives are semi-kind of sort of part of his hand. Yes. That was very important for Wes Craven. Okay. That's how he wanted it to be. Also in this movie is the creepy little kid from Pet Cemetery. Yes, he is there. Gage. So you Gage know, from Pet Cemetery. Do you know what they did to this fucking kid? What'd they do to him? To get this kid when like he needed to look terrified or cried, at one point his father was on the set and told the kid that his mother died. 
and they videoed, <laughs> they, they did the scene with this kid crying. And then when the scene ended, the dad was like, P.S., I'm just kidding. That's fucking terrible. And that's, Robert, that's funny though. Wes Craven wanted him to be like terrified and he didn't know how to do it. And he looked at Robert England and he's like, we need this kid to be scared. And Robert England apparently looked at him and was like, you want me to turn it up? Cause I'll turn it up. And Robert England terrified nice. this child. That's cool. Wait, can we take a break? Sure. I need to pee. Go for it. I'm going to refill. Yeah, we are. And we're back. I'm not going to lie. I have the itis. You have the itis. I we just ate, the itis. We just ate dinner. I might cut all this shit out. Why? I mean, why? Because it's a sudden, abrupt stop in the middle of the podcast, unless oh. we do an ad halfway through. We could do an ad. All right, fine. Whatever. I don't care. All right, we're back. We just, we just ate some dinner. Some din-din. So a new nightmare. A new nightmare. <clears throat> I started watching this and I realized that I've seen this movie before. Okay. And I know the first time I watched this, I turned it off within the first 15 minutes because I thought it was stupid. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. <clears throat> well, I actually, so like I said, I was really, really like hyped up about this when it came out. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to see it in the movie theater, but when I was able to like rent it on what at that time was pay-per-view. Pay-per-view? I enjoyed it. Okay. I enjoyed it for what it was. So I, now that I sat through the entire thing, I like the different twist. I like the different direction that, mm -hmm. that they went. See, and I thought you were going to hate it. No, no, no. I appreciated it because it's very much Wes Craven going, okay, so I gave you this great idea. You killed it and drove it into the ground. How about if my great idea kills you people? And I thought, I thought that was a pretty clever mm -hmm. premise. And it was a clever twist. Because throughout most of the movie, it's not really a Freddy Krueger movie. It's, it's not like really a, a psychological thriller almost. Yes. Yes. And what, when Wes Craven started to make this movie, he completely redesigned what Freddy was going to look like. Mm -hmm. He didn't want, like, he wanted him to look completely different. That's why he had the long trench coat. That's why he doesn't have the glove. I, I I have never actually read anything to this effect, but I feel like Wes Craven was really very unhappy with the direction that the series went. And this that. this was his redemption yeah. of it. I know the original design was his idea. Mm-hmm. He wanted those specific colors because yes. they were contrasting colors. It was hard to, for the eye to look to at. To make you uncomfortable to see. The eyes were supposed to re resemble like an ancient predatory eye of like a tiger or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the claw was supposed to resemble like the claw of an animal that would hunt down humans in ancient times. Hmm. I didn't know all that. The face was just pizza. <laughs> it was. Yeah, the face was. Just I remember pizza. being a kid, and it would always. The rumor always was that his makeup was um, cornflakes and Jello. That's how they made Freddie's makeup. Cornflakes and Jello. Cornflakes and Jello, or cornflakes and like cornstarch. Huh. Um. They they would and you always tried to do it like you, you always tried to make. The cornflakes and the jello so that you could make like a Freddy Krueger mask. And it never worked because I realize now it wasn't actually cornflakes and jello. But that's what you used to say oh, to people. Stop right there. What, I need you to elaborate on what that means. So people used to say that the way that they made okay. Freddy Krueger's face, mm -hmm. what they used okay. was jello. What, like red jello? I don't, I don't know what color. Mixed with cornflakes. Okay. Now you have to remember, I'm talking when I was like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. I'm picturing a ten year old Teresa <laughs> on a step stool at the kitchen counter, mixing up jello. Mama Teresa, Terry, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> With the thing of cornflakes, I could see you mashing up the cornflakes into tiny little chunks, <laughs> carefully, meticulously dumping the cornflakes in. Mixing it up again, and then I could see it going, should I put it in the fridge or not? Okay, I'll take two handfuls, 
put it on my face now and see what happens. I'm not going to lie. I may have tried to make the cornflakes yes. jello. Right? It didn't work. <laughs> so you put it in the fridge. You definitely put it in the fridge. You come back like three hours later <laughs> to this shitty jello concoction that you made. <laughs> you tried to put it on your face again, but it fell off. And then you ate the rest. I didn't eat it. Okay. I did not eat Two it. Two out of three. I didn't need it. All right, carry on. But I did try to do that. And then a couple of years later, in like a Halloween store in Party City, I think it was, I found a Freddy Krueger like half latex mask. Okay. So it came with like the top part was a prosthetic that you had to latex on yourself. And it came with the colors to fill in the, the, the colors all over it. That's and I used that. It's pretty intricate for a Party City. No, Party City can get a little you, you no, I've gotten a lot of like oh. prosthetic things from Party City. Okay. It's it's not quality. Yeah. But like I got one one year that um it was two halves of a pencil. And it was supposed to be like the pencil was going through something. Oh, okay. So I put it like at my temple and like below my chin on the other yeah. side. Yeah, it was pretty cool. badass. And then I rolled up a piece of latex that I bought. And put it going across my face so it looked like the rest of the pencil was my face sticking out. I, I used to I used to be pretty badass back in the day. Okay. With the move makeup. With the makeups. Yes. I'm not gonna lie. Like in, I feel drunk in a, now. In a new nightmare, we just ate food. I know. In a new nightmare, I um again, unpopular opinion, I didn't like the look of Freddy. I felt that he looked just like he had a Halloween mask on. I didn't mind it. It's, I don't know. I appreciated the fact that he wanted it changed. And I appreciated, I liked the fingers better mm -hmm. than like the glove. Yeah. For some odd reason, I don't even know why, I liked the added addition of the trench coat. To me, putting a cool. trench coat on somebody just makes them look that much scarier. Yeah, that was cool. The, the actual costume and, and minor changes were cool. I just thought his face looked like he had like... A spirit Halloween okay. mask on. All right. But I also did appreciate that Wes Craven tried really hard to remove that cheesiness factor. And yeah. he, he really wanted to make this movie darker. Yeah. The movie had an underlying suspenseful theme. Yes. One of my favorite scenes of this movie is towards the end when um, Freddie emerges from the bed. Mm -hmm. So like you see him coming up from the bed and then his, his claws come through the sheet. And he kind of like tears the sheet off and he's like out. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I thought that the whole thing with like the little boy and the like the stuffed dinosaur was kind of dumb. Really? I like that. I don't know. I was like, I could do without this. I'm like, how the fuck is a dinosaur going to stop Freddy Krueger? What I didn't like, I didn't like the beginning. Um, Be more specific. The first 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. Uh, usually. The with like the dream and the, the earthquake? The dream and the earthquake and the glove comes alive and it kills the guy. I didn't like that. I just I just thought it was corny. Okay. I liked how it turns into like a psychological thriller. It does. Of the actress is now coping with the the role that she's played and has like this is like her new identity mm -hmm. and it's now wearing off onto her child. Now they live in California and there's earthquakes and the earthquakes are messing with her head. And Heather Langenkamp really did have a stalker at this time. And then her phone is ringing off the hook, and it's like, I'm going to get you. Like, that was, they, they had a good thing going. Um, she actually talks to Wes, and now they're both having the same nightmare. I'm like, oh, all right, we're going somewhere. They've gone in the right direction. I appreciate what he's saying. It's like an F you, you ruined my movie, so I'm going to ruin you. The actresses and the actors are being directly impacted. Mm -hmm. And then the script thing. That's where they lose me. Yeah. That's where they lose me in this movie. What do you, where he's writing the script of what they're actually doing. That's, that's I didn't like I that. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate that, that concept when it originally came out. But re-watching it now, I was kind of like... Oh, but like, okay, so like why, when they first reference, why it? can't you, if 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 all of that part is already there, why can't you just read on and see what happens? You know, like mm -hmm. I don't know. When they first referenced it, I was like, all right, this is definitely how the movie's gonna end. I was able to predict that. 
What what? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, I thought we'll that. Figure like, that out later. We weren't actually recording. No, no, no we are. We are. I just don't know what that other thing is. <clears throat> but I didn't mind the beginning, and I thought that this whole twist with like the whole earthquake scenario yeah, was, was kind of cool. interesting. So, fun fact. You remember the scene when they're in the playground and Dylan like climbs that rocket ship and he's trying to like reach God or his father or Did whatever. Did you notice they call him Dylan sometimes? Do they? Yeah, they I call him Dylan. They go back and that. forth between Dylan and Dylan. I did not notice that. But anyway, the kid that plays Dylan got to keep that entire playground. That's cool. Yeah, he got to keep the whole thing. That's cool. I was like, that's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And this kid was also in Full House. What was he in Full House? He was one of uh, Stephanie Tanner's little friends. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. Interesting. I did like the dinosaur. I like how like the dinosaur got cut up, mm. and it like protected him from Freddy. I really enjoyed the scene where the babysitter dies. I thought that that was a good little somewhat nod back to the original. Mm-hmm. Um, how like they she, drag her across the ceiling but and they everything. Did such a shitty job with that. It is nowhere near as cool as the original. It was not. And. With the technology and the resources and the tool and the budget that you now have, you should be able to pull that off better. It wasn't, but I appreciated the the attempt at the nostalgia okay. for it, you know? Okay. If I had to rate the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels, mm-hmm. like if I had to rate all of the movies, this would be my number three. See, I enjoyed this more than uh, Dream something. Dream Warriors? Yeah, I enjoyed this more. Okay. I could see that from Be- you, though. Because it was more, it was clever. I have to say, it was very clever. You appreciate that, like, outside of the norm kind yeah. of twistiness of things. I, I appreciate a plot. <laughs> not a plot. All the, part three had a plot. Okay. Let's not, let's not, let's not go there, Justin. All right. Part three had a plot. Part three had a plot. But I could see why you would have appreciated this more than part three. So P.S. though, the budget of this movie was $8 million. And um, domestically, it only made $18 million. Which part three, I looked this up the other day and I forgot what it was. Part three had a budget of, hang on, hang on, hang on, I'm getting it. I'm hanging. That doesn't seem like that much for a movie. Not for a horror movie. $8 million. Not for a horror movie. And I'm surprised it didn't make as much money back. But yeah. I feel like at this point, people were done with Freddy. Didn't, which makes me sad. So Dream didn't, Warriors... Didn't this, didn't this also tank in the movie theaters? It did not do very well. Even yeah. though crit- critics enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, th- horror fans enjoyed this. But right. in the movie theaters, because it was Like I said, it only made $18 million throughout its it entire run. Your, it wasn't like... Oh, Freddy's back. He's not dead. He's going to kill some people, and then they're going to kill him, and now he's dead. It wasn't your rinse and repeat movie. I don't even think it was that, though. I think that by this point, people were just done with the franchise. You know? Yeah. By 1994, you had 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 all of these ridiculous sequels, and the sequels were getting more and more ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The, the Friday the 13th sequels were getting more and more ridiculous. Like, I think that this was the same year as Jason X. Yeah. And I just think people were done with it as a genre. Until 1996, when Scream came out, and there was, like, a somewhat a resurgence, resurgence of horror. But part three, the budget was... Um, I feel I, like I enjoyed I the effects more in part three. The budget was $4,500,000, so it was less. But what year did Part 3 come out? 1987. What year did this movie come out? 1994. You have to take... This is going to sound super nerdy. The purchasing purchasing power of the dollar fluctuates over the You've years. You've already lost me. And in 1987, you could buy more with $1 than you could have in 1994. Okay, whatever. <laughs> However, part three had a gross of $44 million. Yeah, but that, that was part three. It was still new and fresh. And yeah, I know. I, I just feel like, I feel like of... New Nightmare doesn't get as much love. It's definitely better than... Uh... Oh my God, so wait a minute. I'm looking up on IMDb right now, and I uh-huh. just hit the trivia for part three, and it says the Freddy glove that was stolen from the set of this film was found in another movie. What movie? 
It was hanging on the wall of the work shed in Evil Dead 2, released the same year. Interesting. So apparently somebody stole the glove in part three and hung it on the wall of of Evil Dead 2. That's kind of funny. Huh. Huh. That Um, is kind of interesting. What did you give this movie? Where did you watch it? Uh, And would you pay to watch it? I would give this movie an eight. I would, like, uh, see, I did rate it higher than, than part three. Me too. For certain... For, like, the Wes Craven aspect, for the the fact that, you know, he tried to kind of bring it back to what he wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. Even though I enjoy watching part three more. So, you know, my rating doesn't really make sense, but that is what it is. (laughs) I first watched it, I rented it on pay-per-view because I couldn't see it in the movies. Well, there's no more pay-per-view. I know. And, like, as soon as it was available, on pay-per-view, I rented it. I watched it in my basement. I videotaped it that same night. I was so excited. (laughs) And um, would I pay to? I would pay to watch it. In yeah, fact, I again, I, I did. I I, I yeah, paid for they, it to watch it now. Yeah. You know. Um, I gave this a six out of twelve. I thought it was just okay. Uh, should you watch it if you're a fan of the fan the franchise? Yes. Um, if you enjoy the first <laughs> one, then it's worth checking out, just because they break that fourth wall and they do something different. I don't know if I would recommend to pay to watch it. I'm pretty sure I watched this on Amazon, but if you try hard enough, you could probably find some shady website to stream it on. Yeah. I mean, again, though, I feel like your your take on it is different because you have not seen the rest of the sequels. Fair enough. I feel like if you are a person who's a fan of the franchise, yeah. this is held at a much higher standard. I'm briefly go over the... Uh, 2010 remake. Oh God, I did not rewatch the 2010 remake because I will not. Put I got like 10 that. minutes into that thing. I turned it off. I would not. God awful. Put myself through again. That that's another again. thing where I was like insulted. Yes. Where you expect me, the viewer, to just gladly swallow whatever bullshit you you try to shove down my throat. Yes. So the 2010 remake was that before or after the Friday the 13th remake? I think before. Was it? I'm going to look it up right now. It was af- was it before or after Freddy vs. Jason? Yes, Friday the 13th remake was in 2009. Holy shit, Jared Pedlicky was in that. I didn't remember that. Freddy vs. Jason was... Two th- oh, wait, way after. So Freddy vs. Jason comes out in 2003. Makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We will discuss Freddy vs. Jason. I think that we said after the Friday the 13th episode we were going to talk about Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. Makes a lot of money... And kind of make some people realize maybe we can suck these franchises a little dry again. <laughs> Friday the 13th remake comes out 2007. Nightmare on Elm Street remake comes out 2010. I remember hearing about the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and I was pissed. I was like, why? Just why? There's no need. They started to film it. They started leaking images of what Freddy was going to look like. And I knew right off the bat it was going to be pure shit. I mean... I saw what Freddy looked like, and I said, okay, that doesn't really look that great. But maybe they're going for, like, the burn victim thing and the cartilage burned off. Uh, you no. can't judge it based on that. No. Uh, five minutes of edgy millennials, I, I had to turn it off. I don't even remember how I ended up watching this. Because 2010, there was no, like, fire stick yet. Yeah. But I also feel like Whoever was... the main actor is, is clearly clearly wasted out of his mind on painkillers the entire movie. I also feel like it was still too late for like the blockbusterness, and I was never a red box person. Me neither. So I I think Blockbuster was um, done by 2010. I can't remember where I ended up actually watching it. If I if I like downloaded it on the computer or it was just randomly on cable one night but I remember I watched it and there was no redeeming qualities to it. I was just angry. So, in the remake, Freddy is a child molester, and the person whose dreams he is terrorizing actually was molested by him as a child, and she doesn't realize it till about halfway through the movie. Oh, that's their, that's their, 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 their yes. thing? Yes. So, like, halfway through the movie... <clears throat> I don't know. I can't really remember. I I only saw it once. I can't really remember if she had like a dream or whatever, but like the repressed memory of like being taken by Freddie and molested comes back to her. 
There was nothing redeeming about this movie. It, There's a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes episode where Groundskeeper Willie is mm-hmm. a Freddy Krueger. Was better than this. Is much better than this. Yes. Hands the guy down. that played Freddy Krueger. Now, I will give you the fact that you stepped into a difficult role. Yeah. You those, stepped those are into some big shoes to fill. Yes, it's you an iconic role. It has been played unlike like Leatherface and Friday the, and and Jason and Michael Myers. It has been played by one person the entire series. Yeah. The guy could not do it. He didn't even come close. He there was there was nothing good about it. Like I said, when we first said you wanted when you first said you wanted to watch the remake, I cringed. <laughs> That's how terrible I think yeah, that the bad. remake is. Yeah, it's bad. I refused to watch it. So what do we do next time? Next time we're doing Friday the 13th? We are doing Friday the 13th. I believe we said we were going to watch part one, part four, and the remake. Okay. And I also believe I said we should throw in Freddy vs. Jason in there and do a four movie thing. Okay. Because we were always going to do either Friday and then Nightmare or Nightmare and then Friday. I feel like I'm the one that's really kind of picking the sequels for these things because I remember them the most. Yeah. Justin wanted to do, you wanted to do what, part two? I think I wanted one, three. Was it three? And something else. Or was it two? No, not two. I think it was two. I wanted two. I didn't want two. Two was the one when he had the, the bag the, on his the, head. It's not a bag. It's like a the, cloth the, Yeah, you sack. wanted two. Sure. Yes. Okay. Three is when he originally finds the hockey mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that's that what, what you wanted? That's why I wanted I mean, that. I enjoy part three, <clears throat> and I think that the theme song in part three is fucking badass. All right, so we'll do one, three. No, we're doing four. Oh, my God, one. No, because four is really good. You don't remember four, but four is the best sequel. Fine. I mean, listen, we can okay. do we can right. do okay. we can do one, okay. three, four, okay. remake Freddy vs. Jason if one, you want to get. One, three, four, remake. That's a lot. I mean, if you want to get crazy. I don't want to get crazy. Okay, so shut up. One four remake Freddy vs. Jason. Not for nothing. You watched all of you, well, not all of, but you attempted to watch all of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that blew up in my face. Okay, that's but that wasn't your <laughs> fault. It wasn't your fault that your wife fell and broke her foot. I know, but still, you could probably bang out quite a few of the. No, I, I could. I just don't really. Of the Friday sequels, at least the beginning ones. Skip part five. We'll talk about that later, yeah. though. Yeah. Okay. All right, but so next time, Friday the 13th, I've been Justin. Corey Feldman. Teresa has been Teresa. Yes, she has. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, feel free to say hello to us on. You know what? You better make it this far because we're fucking better than most of the ones yeah, out there. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, feel free to swing by the Facebook, say what's up. Follow us on the Instagram. Which we do have an Instagram. I'm in the process. I made it. I have to finish setting it up. Um, I meant to say Twitter. But we do have an Instagram. Okay. We do have an Instagram. Cool. And we have a Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yes. (laughs) Like Boomer Book. Oh, God. Just (laughs) just stop. Um, The episodes will get posted to YouTube, I promise. Yeah, that's uh, all Justin. Yeah, that's all me. But uh, thanks for swinging by. We'll catch you later. Peace out. Cup Scout.